The following show contains spoilers for Mission Impossible Fallout. If you choose to listen to this podcast, because if you don't, then you don't get spoiled. Uh. We could survive that. We could survive that. We could survive. Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack, and today I'm joined by a man whose mission is to talk about a film. It's quite an easy mission. It's not really impossible. It's Chris. I do not accept it. I've been with the IMF for five years. I've declined every mission, but that's fine. They still have to pay me. Do they, though? Yeah, I just don't get bonuses or commission. I don't get Christmas off. So what do you do, then? Just like the paperwork? Well, you know Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, Simon Pegg's character when he joins the CIA, sits at his desk secretly playing PlayStation or Xbox or whatever it is. That's what I do. But it's not a secret. Everyone knows I do it. You're really bad at hiding it. Yeah, I'm the opposite, actually. I put it on full display. Full volume. I open up the door to my office, because I have an office, and I shout out, I'm about to play Halo, who wants to join me? You can't, because you're also losers. (laughs) LOL. Go do your impossible missions. (laughs) There you go. I'm playing Halo Wars, or whatever the turn-based one was. I don't know. Neither do I. Chris, Tom Cruise is back. He is. For the sixth installment of the Mission Impossible series, uh, which started way back when in the 90s and is still going strong to this very day it's a series based primarily on how many cool stunts tom cruise can do and a team dynamic and lots of underhanded shenanigans tricking bad guys into revealing plots and foiling them james bond a little bit (laughs) a little bit james bond but with more masks yeah and more tom cruise and more gadgets now because bond doesn't have that many anymore not really, no. But what what do they have in this? Masks. That's about and a Masks. face scanner thing. Yeah, and tracking devices. Yeah. They use a drone. Once, yeah. If still does Bond use a drone? No. No. It's because they're not that impressive anymore, Chris. Okay, fine. <laughs> Anyone can fly a drone. <laughs> um so yeah, Chris, what is the plot for this? The sixth film. The sixth film. Or well, the fifth, I, I can't keep count either. I have no idea. What is the plot, basically, of Mission Impossible Fallout? Well, it's set roughly two years after the events of Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, and is a sequel to that, following the uh, continuing journey of Solomon Lane, who was like the anarchist from the last film. I forgot what his group was called. What do they call themselves again? They were called the Syndicate. That was uh, it. Since he's been imprisoned... The syndicate has fallen apart and they've become known as the Apostles because they're lacking their leader and criminal mastermind in Solomon who was captured alive by uh, the MIF team led by Tom Cruise. And uh, he's he's not very happy about being in prison. He's kind of a Moriarty figure. He used to work for the British Secret Service and um, he's now being passed around from government to government revealing secrets and all sorts of other things and being interrogated for a whole list of crimes that uh, he, he was captured for. So, yeah, that's that's him. What is the deal? What is the impossible threat that the, <laughs> the IMF have to overcome in this instalment? Well, his uh, group of apostles, they're trying to get their hands on three... They're not nuclear... Uh, what are they called? Uh, not the nuclear uranium warheads. cores. That's it, yeah, uranium cores, to set off three nuclear explosions at key sites around the world you know to cause chaos anarchy whatever so a uh, prominent doctor who knows how to weaponize these i forgot what they're called uranium <laughs> uranium wow the metal balls <laughs> who knows how to weaponize them into these nu- uh, nukes does just that he helps build these things and the imf capture him and then it's slowly revealed that they want to get these uh 
uranium heads. But they <laughs> you don't, forgot it again. Damn, it's so difficult. <laughs> but they don't have them yet, I don't believe. They're, they're trying to get hold of them. So Hunt's team, uh, Hunt being Tom Cruise's character, they intercept them. They try to still get or try to get these uh, uranium donate devices before they go off. The big old balls. The big old balls. It's so difficult to remember <laughs> this name. And uh, Cruise, we can say, messes it up. But for a good reason. Yeah. And in so a, a big worldwide chase ensues. Yeah. So the initial opening sequence to the film is a sting operation with Tom Cruise, Simon Pegg, and Vin Rames, uh, who's been in most of the films along with Tom Cruise. Yeah. He's an integral part of the IMF team. And they're setting up a SWAT operation to try and... They're posing as buyers for these uh, uranium cores. The buy goes wrong when the apostles intervene and shoot the gangsters that are the ones selling the uranium. One of the apostles grabs hold of uh, Vim Rames's character, Luther, holds him at gunpoint and says, if you don't give us the uranium, then we're going to shoot your friend. Tom Cruise shoots luther in the chest but he's wearing bulletproof armor so it's fine he kills the um apostle who had his buddy at gunpoint but by doing this he left the uranium unattended and it's swiped away and there's an interesting sequence where uh, we're not given any context to it where the doctor who wrote this uh, manifesto about new world order and i'm going to set off three bombs because it's great for the economy or piece or some shit like that uh they've captured him and they want to open his phone so they can track the uranium and and see what's going on and it's all an elaborate setup you think that the bombs have gone off but um nope the walls come down and <laughs> it's simon Pegg in a newsreader mask and stuff like that and then the plot goes from there we get the mission impossible intro sequence that's a very long opening to a film before the you know the intro sequence came on didn't it quite long but it's effective it sets up the story it does were you fooled by did you think the bombs had gone yeah, off? yeah i did yeah yeah like i thought i was like, oh god they've gone off i was like they're dealing with the fallout of these explosions oh. and then of course the walls all fall down because it's set up to be in a hospital room isn't it so the guy thinks he's been in a car crash at the doctor a couple of weeks ago yeah and like that and then cruise and uh Ving, luther. Yeah. or luther yeah comes in don't they and like tell us where it is tell us how to unlock your phone so we can track who's done this but yeah when all the walls fall down it's like oh it's classic imf stuff right there that, that was quite powerful stuff cruz does some good acting he looks like he really wants to murder a man in a hospital bed that wasn't part of their plan he was actually going to go for him he probably was yeah but no that that's that's a strong opening chris there's no real heavy stunt work in there but it's an intriguing opening definitely how did they know that the guy was going to want his manifesto of anarchy to be read out on the news because they've got the news on they're like if you can read on the news i'll unlock my phone i think he just tells them he just says if you do that then i'll unlock my phone and simon was already luckily on there reading the news yeah because he he thinks it's too late he thinks his work's been done so that's why he he says just read it out so people know why i've done this and then they kind of trick him so strong opening let's talk about the stunts chris that oh that are laced peppered if you will throughout this film they are properly good because they're real stunts some of them we'll get to in a minute suffer a little bit from cg which takes away from the fact that they were real but no on a whole this is proper good stunt work yeah there's three major 
stunt scenes, isn't there, throughout the film? Well, no, four major stunt scenes, I guess. The motorbike chase through the streets of Paris. <laughs> That's a whole 20-minute section. Yeah, that is a brilliant one. <laughs> yeah. The rooftop chase of uh, Cruz's character chasing after Henry Cavill's character, Walker. The helicopter chase scene, and he jumping out of an aeroplane. Uh, the the first one, the yeah, halo the, dive. That dive through the thunderstorm. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that I felt uh, the CG took away from. I thought you meant the helicopter one, because I noticed some CG on that. Uh, there's a little bit towards the end of that, but that was actually Tom Cruise flying that helicopter. But no, the, the halo jump, that was actually... I don't know if it was Henry Cavill, but it was definitely Tom Cruise yeah. doing that. And I can probably understand why there was CG... Uh, like thunderclouds and stuff to add an element of danger but like I jumped through a real thunderstorm were they no I, I just thought that if you wanted to do Henry Cavill gets knocked out mid jump you could just have him flail his arms and the oxygen goes or something like that rather than the the clouds because that sort of detracted from the fact that it really was Tom Cruise doing that and you could have done it I, I know it's probably made up from multiple jumps from that height because it would be tricky to get all of that in one go but if that had been one long continuous shot of them falling and tom cruise having to get down to to cavill that would have been a bit better but for for what it was good for i'm just nitpicking but that was a tiny bit but yeah no action is spot on as far as i'm concerned yeah all of the action was pretty pretty spot on wasn't it i don't think there's any points was like well, this is boring. Get no. a move on. It was all pretty good. The the fight scenes as well. The the hand to hand combat scenes. I thought they were done really well. I know you you had a an issue with one fight in a bathroom, didn't you? There's a scene after the skydive. Henry Cavill and Tom Cruise who have been thrown together, IMF and CIA working together hand in hand as a dual partnership to try and figure out who has these uranium cores that are still in the wind and could be sold to the highest bidder at any moment so they're working together they track down the person that they think is a man called john lark who is the one that is trying to gather the apostles and create these nuclear bombs they find him in a bathroom and he's this kind of short unassuming man but he's the an excellent martial artist and he kicks the crap out of tom cruise and henry cavill now, what I would have thought would have added some more stakes to this is because I <laughs> I really like that shot where Henry Cavill gets up, takes his jacket off, pulls the sleeves up and just goes hell for leather boxing style. What I would have liked is if Tom Cruise had been pummeled by this guy and then Henry Cavill's just pure strength just overpowers him and then that's a good link to the end fight where then henry cavill poses a a much bigger threat than he otherwise does because there are a few moments where you're like really henry this guy has (laughs) has done it and i'm not talking about the martial artist i'm talking about um alec baldwin in in a little bit yeah so but no overall overall, that was well choreographed and uh, i liked the ending to it it was unexpected or the gunshot yes yeah so um rebecca ferguson's character from the fifth film rogue nation shows back up again and she's also trying to help in the investigation she's got her own agenda going basically she used to work with solomon the bad guy from the last film uh, they were both in the british secret service but now the service is slightly suspicious of her they think that she might be a bad guy as well and um in order to prove that she's loyal to the 
Brits. She's got to kill Solomon, and in order to do that, she needs him out of uh, the constant hot potatoing around the countries yeah. and secret services and stuff. So, yeah, what do you think of that little wrinkle in the story? And an element of uh, threat from a new angle, if you like, for uh, Hunt's team and all that lot. Because essentially, she's, she's trying to protect this John Lark character. Because it's revealed this John Lark guy is going to meet someone called the White Widow, who's like the face, if you like, of a criminal organization. She's a broker, essentially. Yeah, so she sets up the deals, doesn't she? Yeah. She's also. Is she probably the daughter of Max, who was another broker in the first uh, Mission Impossible film? I have no idea. Uh. I cannot remember that. So let's say yes. Okay. <laughs> Because the and name Max was dropped, and that was right. a big part of the first one. But okay, anyway. maybe, yeah, maybe that's that then. She wants this John Lark character to um, break out Solomon because this Lark character is trying to buy these uraniums. Yeah, she, but the price is to break out Solomon Lane from. At the moment, he's held by the French authorities. You break him out, you get the three uranium devices, you can go do your bomb stuff, we can do, I don't know what she wants them for, Solomon for whatever. Someone can live on a beach or something, I don't know. <laughs> and so, but John Lark is, uh, the real John Lark is killed by Rebecca Ferguson's character. When she you say to... the real John Lark, John Lark is a code name. Okay, yeah, not the real John Lark, but who we think is John Lark is killed. Yeah. And uh, Cruz then poses as John Lark to go meet the widow and tells him what the deal is. And he's like, oh crap, we're going to have to do some, you know, yeah. go deep undercover. We're going to have to break out this man who I, I hate. Yeah, there's a, there's a mental sequence where Tom Cruise is playing it through in his head and he figures out that he's going to have to kill all the, of these innocent cops. So he comes up with his own way to get out of the situation without killing anyone, uh, which involves ramming the truck that Solomon is in into the river and then driving off and then uh, Simon Pegg and Vim Rames get him out using a, a welding torch and stuff. And that was a really good shot where the water just sloshes up and for a moment Solomon's just looking at the water just as it splashes on his face. But again, I can't say enough good things about the stunts in this film. That must have been terrifying, though, because you're in a straitjacket and you're chained in there. Yeah. And you're not going to get out, so he must be thinking, I'm going to drown. This is how I die. <laughs> I'm sure that there were safety divers and stuff. They're not just going to... Oh, no, I meant the character, though, is oh, going to be thinking this. Okay. Not the actual actor. The oh. actor's like, what have they done? This wasn't in the script. <laughs> Where are the safety divers? <laughs> but yeah, it turns out that... Um, it's actually Henry Cavill's character that is the real John Larkin, a disciple of the Apostles. He's also working with Solomon. This is telegraphed pretty early on where he hands his CIA boss a phone that apparently implicates Tom Cruise as being the evil mastermind behind all of this. But it's r- revealed that uh, in a good bit of mask work that um, it's Cavill. And yeah. a fight ensues where... There's a bit of a Hydra, Hail Hydra moment where um, there's some CIA officers come in and Alec Baldwin's got the CIA lady on the phone and goes, hey, what are you doing? She goes, I'm going to arrest all of you because I don't trust any of you pricks. Goodbye. She hangs up. And then Henry Cavill goes, hey, guys, you know what to do. And half of the CIA people turn on the other half and there's a gunfight. Uh, The lights go down and Alec Baldwin manages to get a sneaky attack on Henry Cavill. Uh, the fight isn't particularly long, but Henry Cavill should not have any difficulty with Alec Baldwin. Well, he didn't, did he, in the end? No, because he stabs him in the chest and, and kills him, but that shouldn't have been as drawn out as it was. I think it was more because it was, it was a surprise attack, and 
Henry Cavill's focus was more on the gunfight and trying to kill crews and all this lot and everything. And we all know the bold ones are known for their stealth attacks. Oh, they are. They are. They're, they're, they're raised to stealth ones. <laughs> yes. So, um, and I'm guessing, you know, Alec Baldwin's character at the moment, he's the Secretary of Defense or something. He's in charge of the IMF. But yes. before that, he was quite high up in his CIA. I assume at some point he probably was a CIA agent. He's probably had some field experience a long time ago, but he's had it. So he's got some moves, you know. He you, dusts off a couple of the moves back then. Yeah, he can probably still throw a mean left hook or yeah. something. And like I says, it doesn't go on too long as Henry Cavill. He does eventually, once Henry Cavill gets his um gets back what's happening, he easily overpowers Alec Baldwin yeah. and stabs him. He turns around expecting Tom Cruise and is like, Ooh! Oh no, it's, it's Alec Baldwin. Oh, Baldwin, thank God for this. <laughs> I think I'm okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that brings us to... Let's, First survival situation, Alec Baldwin. Uh, what the he, hell do you do? He did have a gun at some point, though, didn't he? He was armed. I think he lost that in the confusion when the lights went off and all the gunfire started. That's a possibility, yeah. Yeah. Don't drop your gun in the confusion. He did have two guns, though. Because he <laughs> gave one to Simon Pegg. Who also dropped it. Yeah. Maybe have a third gun. You should have a gun on string around your wrist. Oh, so if you drop it, you can just reel it back in. Yeah. It's not a bad plan. It's not, is it? I think law enforcement stuff you use that, don't they? Like you see them the there on the bottom of the handguns, they've got like a stretchy wire thing to their belt. I so think that's for their keys, though. Oh, they can use it on their gun, can't they? So yeah, if they drop it, they get knocked over. They can just reel it back in. Or you could use the stretchy thing to choke out Henry Cavill. Do you think that's going to work? <laughs> I'd probably. I not. think he would just snap the stretchy <laughs> thing of his hands. What you should do is when you're sneaking up at him, you you see him and you'd be like, Ethan. Hey, then I found him. You sneak attack him. <laughs> He's right there. I'm looking at him. <laughs> so um, I didn't expect Alec Baldwin's character to beat Henry Cavill. But I Did didn't expect, expect him, him to... to to die no oh. no I didn't no that was um. or he got stabbed and I was like oh maybe he's going to survive this it looks like he's going to die it'd be revealed at the end of the film he was flown out of there to a specialist hospital he lived nope, nope he just dies and they're like he's dead he's gone we only introduced him in the last film but it's like oh but he was such a good character it's a bold win yeah I was upset did it get you in the feels it got me in the feels okay not as much though as before this scene uh, just after the scene where Solomon is rescued if you like by Cruz's character the motorbike Paris chase. Did that get you in the feels? Oh, that got me in the feels. That was probably, I thought, one of the best stunt scenes in the film. The whole weaving out of traffic, especially going the wrong way at the huge roundabout place in the, where it's got the archway. The arch de tre If you say so. I can't, I can't pronounce it. I don't speak French. I thought that was all really good. But no, I, I think the best stunt action sequence... It was probably... You think in helicopters? The rooftop chase scene was pretty good. Yeah, that had uh, quite high stakes. Also, I'm a bit confused by that because uh, Tom Cruise is chasing Henry Cavill on foot. Vin Rhames, Simon Pegg and Rebecca Ferguson are in a van and they have the tracker. Yeah. Why don't they also help? Where were they going? I suppose London traffic. Probably quicker yeah. to run. I don't know where they were going, actually. That's a good point. But yeah, I imagine they're stuck at a red light or something. Yeah, for like maybe. Ten minutes. That was a good sequence. I, li- I like that. Uh, they didn't show the angle where Tom Cruise famously broke his ankle. No, they, uh, they kept that scene in, but they showed it from a, a bird's eye. A bird's eye. Bird's eye. Bird's eye. Bird's eye. A bird's eye view uh, pointing down him. So you can see the point where he hits the side of the building, but you, you can't, can't see, see his ankle, ankle twisting yeah. out of place. But 
when he climbs up the building, you see him limp past the camera. So you know they kept the original shot in where he broke it. Yeah, well, I imagine he probably didn't want to do that again. Or couldn't do that I again. I don't think he could, no. no. <laughs> yeah, but that sequence was good. And we also get the reveal that Solomon and Henry Cavill are in cahoots and they know where Tom Cruise's wife is from the third film. Now, I've not watched the third film, but that's think that's where they turned it around. Because um, the second film directed by John Woo wasn't particularly well liked. It was a bit I don't know, fluffy, heightened reality. Yeah. It wasn't brilliant. But the third one is where JJ Abrams came on board and, and started directing them and produced the subsequent following films. So yeah, have you seen the third one? Because I'm guilty of not seeing it. I've only seen bits of it, I'm afraid. If I did watch it all the way through, I, c- I can't remember. I do remember her being kidnapped, though, and stuff like this. And I remember them being married in together because they're having a house party and she's quite far away. And Tom Cruise is watching and she talks and he can lip read what she's saying and stuff like that. Well, she's saying, damn, this house party is bitching. <laughs> <laughs> we need more shots. Yes. <laughs> I've seen so I've seen bits of that one. I may have seen all of it. I'm not sure. Did you know that that character was linked to Tom Cruise, Ethan Hunt's character? Yeah, when they showed her, and I was for a moment I confused her and Rebecca Ferguson's character when they showed the pictures, and after I was like, when they showed her again, I was Two like, Two completely different people. I, I know now. And then when they showed her again, I was like, oh yeah, that's the wife he had. And then I thought they were going to leave it at that. And then she actually appeared in the film, and I was like, oh. Was yeah. that a surprise to you then? Because she she is in the trailers. I didn't watch any trailers for okay. this film. Well, okay. no, that's a lie. I watched the one trailer when it was first released that ended with him. Actually, that's the point. Yeah, there's a bit in the trailer I was looking forward to. It wasn't in the film. Oh, was that the truck? Yeah, the helicopter going towards the truck. I, was it? A tr- I think it was Tom Cruise in a truck going towards the truck. The helicopter had flown down a road, and he was flying the helicopter towards a truck, which then braked, and then just before it hit, it goes black. Uh, yeah, it's like it slides, full out. Yeah, where was that? I was looking forward to that because I was like, how is he going to get out of it? Yeah, how did he get out of it? Well, it didn't happen, did it, maybe, apparently? Maybe it, he didn't. Maybe he died and this is all a dream. Yeah, the what's end going on with that? I was really looking forward to that scene as well. Yeah. Did you miss it during the film or have you just I missed it I completely forgot about it during the film. Yeah. Now, actually, I thought about it during the film and I was like, oh, there's going to be a helicopter chase at some point. And then when that happened, I was like, yeah, and then I forgot about it. <laughs> I've just remembered now. I'm not sure where they would have added it in, though. No. Because he would have had to have gotten really low for that to happen and he's trying to chase but his helicopter was damaged he was losing he, st- he did start to lose power yeah. and altitude didn't he maybe they chopped it for pace because I think this did go fairly long well the helicopter chase no, the film I think it was two two hours and 28 minutes okay, including so credits yeah that's that's quite a long film yeah it's quite, quite lengthy yeah so maybe that's that had to go but that was a pretty good shot or they didn't. Well, they never intended to put the shot in the film at all. And they're like, "We're just going to stick this in the trailer just to get people riled up about it." <laughs> Maybe, yeah, because it is a good shot. Um, I'll give them that. So you were surprised when Tom Cruise's wife showed up at the medical camp, where they've finally tracked down where they think the these nuclear bombs are going to be, because Henry Cavill wants to blow up. I think the world's largest supply of fresh water that goes to uh, India and China. I think was that his plan irradiate I, the water it was yeah so um, yeah pollute the water so everyone then gets radiation poisoning from drinking the water as it flows into these countries there's only two bombs at this point because even though there's three uranium heads uh, when when Cruz is posing as Lark at the start of this deal they give him one as a as a token of trust or something as, or that uh, hey I've got them I can deliver what yeah. 
what you want. So there's there's only two bombs now that need to be disarmed. But luckily, my <laughs> God, they're very difficult to disarm. Yeah, because the Doctor has designed them. I think it was Solomon that built them, or at least arms them, because he's a, a clever guy, so he knows how to do this stuff. Right. The <laughs> there are a number of fail safes that you need to bypass in order to defuse the bomb, but you can't defuse one because if you defuse one, it automatically sends a signal to the other bomb to detonate immediately. There's probably a second delay, but that's the th- the thing. It goes, hey, I've, I've been disarmed. You need to blow up. He goes, oh, okay. <laughs> um, there's also a third thing that they need to get, which is a kind of controller that Henry Cavill has been given by Solomon. They need to disarm that in order to stop the signal between the two bombs going but they can only do that they can only take the control system thing out once the countdown on the bombs has begun and the countdown is 15 minutes yeah oh boy that's an impossible situation (laughs) it is and even though it's only 15 minute countdown an entire action scene uh ensues that's a lot longer than 15 minutes well i think because some of the things are going on at At the the same same time time. yeah you've got a otherwise you'd have to like split screen it which I could do. Do you want to watch some guys unscrewing a bomb or do you want to watch crews flying a helicopter? Yeah, so I think they did the right yeah. thing. Some time jiggery pokery is not bad. So they've, they've got to remove this this key from the detonation device. Before um, they can cut the wires to disarm yeah, the bombs. Both wires have to be cut at exactly the same time yes. on both bombs. Uh, not once you take out the, the key. That's You can take out the key and then cut the, the wires at at your leisure but you've got 15 minutes and Tom Cruise has to get that key but the problem is that because of the helicopter chase he gets in a helicopter he's now out of range of the bombs and also communication range so Simon Pegg and Vim Rames don't actually know if Tom Cruise (laughs) has got the the key and they're safe to go so that adds an element of tension which I really liked that was good. They do watch what I would have done in that situation, which is we don't know if he's got the key or not. So we're gonna we're gonna wait until the very last possible second, just so he's got all the time that we can possibly give him. Then cut it. If yeah. He hasn't got it. They're gonna go off. So either way, they, they, yeah, they were gonna go off anyway, anyway. So yeah, I like to think maybe if this chase, if Tom Cruise is caught up sooner. He's he's got the key out, and it's just like ten minutes of him sitting around going, they cut the bombs. Do I walk back? Do I run away? What do I do? <laughs> If if he'd immediately caught him, but no, that that's a really tense scene um, because you've got Ving Rhames and Michelle Monahue are trying to disarm one bomb and they're having a bit of a catch up because they go back their buddies and then Simon Pegg and Rebecca Ferguson have to deal with Solomon first before they can actually disarm their bomb. So they have a bit of a tussle with him. They capture him. Rebecca Ferguson has a moment where she maybe wants to kill him but instead saves Simon Pegg's character and then they hogtie Solomon and carry on to disarm the bomb. Fight scene on a cliff. Henry Cavill (laughs) Two-Face. Yeah. (laughs) Mustachioed (laughs) Two-Face yo. Yeah because after the the helicopter chasing where Henry Cavill's in, helicopter A cruises in B uh, the chase goes on and Cruz realises the only way he's going to bring down Henry Cavill's helicopter is to smash his into them. 
which he does. He brings down both helicopters. The pilot and Henry Cavill's is killed, and they end up on the on the edge of a cliff. Where it's all very dangerous, and the helicopters falling off the cliff is hanging on by a tiny little hook, which I thought they was going to be in the helicopter fighting, but no, they're on top of the cliff fighting. It's a pretty good fight scene, isn't it? It, it goes on. You get the Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill power comes through when he's yep. like throwing crews around. Crew's been small and nimble. Was getting some good shots in. Yeah, I reckon if Henry Cavill's character wasn't so injured though because he's uh he's had helicopter fuel splashed on his face which i guess has been ignited or something because half his face is burnt i just think he's corrosive and and it's not done him any good he's probably also injured in the crash i think they're both pretty beat up yeah he's blind in one eye yeah he's definitely swollen eye it's a good thing the mustache didn't burn off though because you know they they probably wouldn't have had to cgi off the uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the mustache in Justice League, would they? We shan't get into that. That's an inbuilt excuse, though, isn't it? Inbuilt excuse? Yeah, for him to not have the mustache oh, right. in that scene. And then... And then to have it back yeah. again, yeah. Then, yeah. Uh, that would have been good, but no. Maybe, one, maybe Warner Brothers suggested that. You've h- Hang on a moment. You've got a scene where half his face burns off. Can you take off the mustache, yeah. please? <laughs> you think about it. No. Nah. <laughs> You CG that mustache. Why do they want him to have one so badly in the film? Because he's so evil. So he looks pretty good with the mustache and the stubble. He can carry that off. I don't know. I think. I mean, he's Henry Cavill. He can probably carry off any facial hair. I know, but he had a, he had a full mustache with only stubble beard. I didn't like that. I wanted you either have your full beard or you got your mustache. You clean shave the rest of your face. It looked rough. It looked like he just woke up. I disagree. I think it, I think it looked okay. I think it didn't. And I'll tell Ooh. that to him. I'll be like, Soups, what are you doing? <laughs> so it would have been more off-putting in Justice League if it had that. Can you imagine Superman with a moustache and stubble? Yes. I saw it. It's called Mission Impossible Fallout. <laughs> it was good. It went crazy. <laughs> Tried to kill a man. Does Henry Cavill actually kill anyone in this? Silence as we're both really trying to think back on the film. Yeah. Bloody Alec Baldwin. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's <laughs> talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he does, doesn't he? Parking hell, we took too long to think about that. And no, that's we're worrying, about isn't it? Minutes ago. What day is it? Fuck knows. <laughs> Podcast day, baby. <laughs> but uh, Henry Cavill's death over the top. Awesome. Just right. It's, yeah. <laughs> so during this entire fight, Cruz is trying to get the uh, the detonator. And uh, it's falling, it's getting pushed more and more towards the edge. You think, oh my god, it's going to fall off the edge. But it doesn't. Yeah, instead, Henry Cavill and Tom Cruise fall off the edge and they manage to hold on to this cable that's hooked the helicopter onto the the cliff. Henry Cavill's holding on to that and holding on to Tom Cruise. Cruise kicks him off and it goes onto the rock because he can free climb, as we saw in the beginning of Mission Possible 2. Yes. Why was he on that cliff, Chris? He was on vacation, weren't he? It's a dangerous vacation. He's a dangerous man. <laughs> he is that. That is true. Henry Cavill tries to copy him, follows him up the cliff using the same hand and foothold. He's probably never done this before. He's never skydived, uh, done the halo jump before. Which is weird. He's a top CIA assassin. You would have thought at some point he would have had to skydive on a small island being ruled by a dictator or something. Maybe, but it's probably just easier to get a fake passport and get a boat into that island. Yeah, but I think at some point, if you've got your top assassin, you're going to want them to be able to skydive, aren't you? I think that, that's got to be a requirement. But Tom Cruise has some trouble piloting a helicopter in this as well. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's not a requirement so for IMF agents, so you must be able to fly a helicopter. Has he flown a plane before? 
He must have flown a plane in one of them films. I don't know. No, neither do I. Mission Impossible Marathon. Yay! It was skip, skip two, yeah? yeah? Yeah, no. We Fuck start it. with two, and then watch one, then two, and three. <laughs> Jesus. Right, <laughs> Henry Cavill. Oh, yeah. Look in the head. <laughs> uh, Tom Cruise is climbing up. He pulls the wire. It comes loose. The hook falls down, impales Henry Cavill in the head. He falls off the cliff and into a fiery explosion of the helicopter. Yes. May not initially died from the head impaling. Could have could have survived that. Done it. He definitely died from the fall though. Oh yeah, and the fire. And and the, yeah, they fire and all that lot. Yeah, he's not getting out of that, Chris. Or is he? Superman music plays. You just do, see it in the distance, do, 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 something do, do, just flying up in the air. Do 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 do. Bom 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 That's how it should have ended. Yeah. I was wondering if we'd get through this episode without terribly humming the Mission Impossible theme. I didn't do it. No. You did two themes. I let everybody down. (laughs) So, Henry Cavill, survival tips for the mustachioed one. There's a point when they're fighting on top of the cliff where Cruz is trying to reach for the detonator. Henry Cavill grabs him and sort of has him like a headlock. I would expect someone with Cavill's strength to literally pick Cruz up over his head and just throw him off the cliff face. Sort of suplex him. Maybe snap a neck or go for a shoulder pop or something like that that's what I can imagine him doing if he's at full strength like we said though he's badly burnt he's been in a helicopter crash True, he's probably yeah. sprained an ankle as well so you know how difficult that is to fight with a sprained ankle yes I definitely know that particular fact <laughs> so I mean there's a lot of things he could have done though isn't he because he should have used the fact Cruz was trying to get to detonate to his advantage to pick up the detonator because Henry Cavill's a lot taller than him and just hold it above his head. Just kick it off the cliff face. But would that have broken the detonator? The bomb um, still would have been going, though. Yeah, but would it have released the key? No, it falls down, it smashes. The key is unhooked from wherever it is. Possibly. I mean, there's always a chance it won't break. I mean, it looked quite sturdy. I want my detonator but to be sturdy. that is quite a, a steep fall, and you know, it's rock underneath, and rock is harder than whatever the detonator's made out of, so maybe that's a risk he wasn't willing to take. I don't think he was too bothered about the whole bombing thing. I mean, the whole bombing thing was more Solomon's plan, wasn't he? That's what he wanted to do. Sort of, but Cavill's an apostle, isn't he? So he wanted it to happen. Also, he's Larkin, so he's the one that wrote or suggested co-wrote the manifesto that was read out in the beginning of yeah. the film so it's basically the greater the suffering the greater the peace that comes after whatever tragedy unfolds so it's a risky i don't think he'd take okay perhaps kick it another way they'll kick it further in cliff while just holding cruise but that's where cruise is coming from so he yeah, but he's already holding him at this point isn't he uh, get him into like some sort of you know mma possibly where they're on the floor of legs wrapped around each other yeah possibly but you've got to remember the bombs going off doesn't save henry cavill from being killed no so you could use it as a distraction until the bombs went went off and then went look at this rock cruise (laughs) the rock is what you want yeah and then tom cruise is just gonna smash his face in with a rock I was going to say, perhaps there's some loose stones you could use as a weapon. You know, holding Cruise and then hit him with it. Possibly, yeah. Because they, they crumble when the hook is on them. Yeah, so, so that, that's a, it, that's it a, could have done something yeah, like that. Yeah, it could have used possibly one of them. But um, yeah, the bombs are diffused by the, the rest of the team. There's a good moment where it flashes white and then we cut back to Tom Cruise and you think it's a mushroom cloud that's the orangey glow in the distance, but it's actually the sun 
setting over the mountain cliffs and and things like that and then he just spits the key out that was <laughs> that was a pretty cool moment yeah not a bad ending chris well i mean that wasn't the exact ending was it and then we got the uh laying in the hospital bed scene I, I didn't need that scene you didn't need that wrapping up I, that, what, what, I thought, what was I thought it was a good up? character moment wrapping it all up do you think yeah okay it closes th- you know certain loose ends that probably die hard mission impossible fans wanted sewing up and stuff like that so okay yeah it was a good character moment it showed the the moved on the grown apart and uh yeah all's well that ends well solomon lane's definitely coming back though that's what i was just <laughs> i was gonna say yeah hey, they've caught him again so he's going like, oh you've caught me twice now and guess what i've got out before i'm gonna get out again you're probably gonna rescue me again yeah so Lane's being handed back to the Brits by Rebecca Ferguson as a token of, hey, you can trust me. And she's back in the spy game, Chris. And everybody's happy. Uh, yeah, until the next one where something terrible happens. Chris, where was Hawkeye? Oh, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Where was he? Because he joins the team, He joins the team, doesn't he, in Rogue Nation? Uh, I think he was in 4. No, he's in 4 well. as well, yeah. in Rogue Nation then. I don't know, he dissolved it, didn't he? Did he dissolve? Oh, yeah, with a snap of the fingers. Yeah. He's gone. We didn't see him. <laughs> I think he's probably Dead. not dead in Marvel, but, um... Oh, yeah, just... Yeah, okay. well, he may... Perhaps he was off doing another thing. Was he part of the CIA? No, or he was part of the IMF. He was part of the IMF. Maybe he worked for the CIA, because that's where Alec Baldwin came from. And yeah. I think Alec Baldwin and Jeremy Renner's character were sort of buddies, probably from the CIA. I think Jeremy Renner got fired. He works in Starbucks now. <laughs> he's not in. Gonna, he's re- fired from acting. Oh no, no, sorry, man. His character in the, in the film franchise. Oh, okay. Ethan Hunt's gonna go to get a, a latte after yeah. after this last mission. So how did it go? What happened? Tell me all about it. Son of a bitch! You've got me fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I completely forgot about him. I didn't miss him in the film. I didn't sit there thinking, oh, this I, scene would be so much better if Jeremy Renner was in it. I'm sorry, I only remembered because I looked at the Mission Impossible DVDs that I've got and went, maybe I should watch some of these. And Jeremy Renner's on one of the covers and went, hang on a minute, he didn't die in Rogue Nation. Where is he? Where is he? What's that happened? Oh. Yeah, that is weird. There's no explanation given or anything. Maybe he's just, this was probably filming at the same time. Uh, Avengers 4 or something was filming or something like that right. so yeah probably scheduling conflict but I think if he was in it the thing at the beginning wouldn't have happened they wouldn't have got the uranium if he was on the team because then you've got two well skilled fighters oh right yeah so Jeremy Renner could have saved this entire film and probably a lot of people who died in this film Jeremy Renner could have saved them all probably yeah Damn it, Jeremy. And on that note, if you've got any thoughts on Mission Impossible Fallout or any of the other Mission Impossible films, give us one that you probably want us to cover on a on a podcast. I know I've planned for Mission Impossible 1, but I think I had to use an emergency show for that week because you weren't here. Probably. Um, but uh, I've, I've got that plan. But uh, if you, I, I don't want to talk about Mission Impossible 2. Well, I mean, if we're going to do one and we've done fallout we're gonna have to do the others that includes a special one hour and 30 minute long episode on mission impossible 2 as we look in detail at every single scene and how terrible it all was and the flowy hair yes the hair is so flowy 
But um, yeah, Mission Impossible has a, a history of sort of derailing superhero films. We got Justice League derailed by the Henry Cavill mustache. Yeah. Um, Mission Impossible 2 actually gave Hugh Jackman the role of Wolverine because the bad guy in Mission Impossible 2 was meant to play the role of Wolverine, but because the shooting was extended, he wasn't able to play Logan. So there you go, Chris. I didn't really disrupt it. That added to the superhero movies. Yeah, well, it probably didn't feel very comforting because Hugh Jackman at that point was an unknown. He's very good. And they probably were comforted quite quickly that, hey, this guy was tailor-made for that role. But, um, yeah, if you've got any thoughts on, on any of the Mission Impossible films or the original TV series, if you, if you're old enough to remember that, I know I'm not. But um, email us, we could survive that at gmail.com or tweet us at we could survive. Next week, I think the Meg is out, but we're not doing that because of scheduling conflicts, so... Should we do the shallows instead? The shallows. It's a film about a shark. It is a film about a shark. Okay, that's it, Chris. Um, end the show. End the show. Well, if you choose to end the show, <laughs> I choose not to. I want another hour of Some uncomfortable of... silence with an occasional grunt and the shifting in the seats. You have to go to work. You will be fired from like your real job. Oh God, real jobs. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Week Survive, like your weekly survivor guide to the movies. We were going to see you all next week for possibly a Jaws spin-off. The Shallows, I just said. It's The Shallows. The Shallows, then. <laughs> but until then, keep on surviving and don't play with uranium. Goodbye. Uranus. No. Yeah, that didn't work. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>